All right, welcome back to Sporting the Way. Um, we got the wild card round of the NFL playoffs coming up. Sitting here with BJ and Zay. I'm Matt Verano. Um, happy to be back on this platform to to go through um, what we think after making some some accurate and inaccurate predictions last week. Uh, playoffs are set. With the first game uh, this week being Browns at Texans uh, Saturday at four thirty. What do you guys think? What are your guys' predictions on that one? So the Browns and Texans just played recently. Like I think it was week sixteen, maybe, and the Browns won thirty six twenty two. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Flacco's dream runs over. Houston, I think, will pull out this game. I think Ryan's is going to pull out the best in everybody. Um, CJ Stroud, he's going to struggle against that defense because the defense is the best in the NFL. Maybe, I mean, if you argue, maybe top three. But ultimately... (sighs) I think Houston's going to pull it out. It's going to be one of those, like, really low-scoring, kind of boring games. And I'm going to pull with Houston, but maybe, like, a field goal game. Maybe two points. Something, something like, weird like that. This is going to be actually probably one of the best games of the weekend, and it's in, like, the worst time slot. So I'm going to roll with Houston. CJ Stroud's going to take him to the next round and we'll kind of go from there, but I think Houston's going to take it. What do you guys think? I think the flip, I think, um, I think Cleveland's defense is playing pretty well. And while I do like CJ Stroud, I think that offense, I do think it's clicking a little bit more. I just think that the defense for Cleveland is a little bit better. And I think there's a lot of youth on Houston. I do like D'Amico Ryans in that spot, but Stefanski did absolutely like dominate the Steelers just, you know, three years removed with Baker Mayfield. So I wouldn't be surprised to see not another game like that where they dominate, but a game where they do come out on top and they win somewhat soundly. So I, I think I'll go with Cleveland probably, probably within a touchdown, at least I would say one score, like a one score game. But I don't think it comes down to the wire. I just think it's a one-score final score. Well, I think uh, I'm rolling with BJ on this one. I I think Texans are going to pull it out. I don't necessarily think they're the better team overall. I think that the quarterback play is better um, in Houston, and they have some momentum after last week. At home, I think that this helps, I think, if this game was in Cleveland, it could be a different story um, with weather. But uh, I do think they're very well coached, and it'll be probably like a 24-20 game um, around there. And I just think – I just don't see the the Browns' offense being as effective as they could have been um, with like – with the players that are out with injuries. So 
I think it's I think it's meant to be for for Houston in this one, um, and I think Trey will be at that game. Uh, working. Holy shit! Speak of the devil. Um, Trey. Oh my god! Just mentioning you as the uh, we were doing the Browns Texans prediction, and uh, I guess we will go to you on that, Trey. If you can hear us with uh, with your prediction on, on Cleveland at Houston on Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm joining from my car, so I hope it's not too too noisy here. But I wanted to try and jump in at least for a little bit. But as far as the Houston Cleveland game this weekend, you know, there is, I you know, the the logical side of me, the thought through brain side of me, the eye test kind of thing. Um, and the numbers and all the defense points to Cleveland for me personally. Um, and like, it just makes sense as well as Joe Flacco, as we talked about in the last episode, as great as he's played uh, in just what has been a quarterback ridden season for the Browns. I mean, that defense just being, if nothing else, consistent. And we know how playoff games tend to slow down and somebody with the experience of the caliber of Joe Flacco's, a lot of things favor the Browns, right? All that said, I think I'm going to make a, a really feelings-oriented decision, a, a gut feeling, and I think just being in the city and having dealt with, you know, Texans fans just all this time, I'm going to go ahead and roll with them. Um, likely because even if they win, I probably won't have to work another game because um, the, the chances of them being the highest seed in the next round are uh, – or the higher seed in their matchup in the next round are pretty slim. But, you know, the Texans didn't have C.J. Stroud in that last game against the Browns. Uh, I want to say Damian Pierce was either limited or not playing as well. Tank Dell obviously still won't be there, but I think C.J. Stroud brings enough that it'll at least, it'll be a fight. I think it'll be a fight one way or another this Saturday. Um, I'm going to make a decision with my heart this weekend, and I'm going to say it's the Texans. And in a, in a close one, I, I don't have a score for you yet. Maybe, maybe at the end of the episode, um, we'll send in each other's scores or something like that, but I'll, I'll take the, the Texans this weekend over the Browns. Hey, so right. the funny, the funny part about that is I think, uh, I think me and Matt actually predicted the same score 24, 20 Houston. So right now Zay's the lone man on the uh, other side, but We'll go ahead and get moving forward, and honestly, I think we'll go to probably the best game of the weekend, even if you have to pay a subscription to go watch Peacock, but we'll go Dolphins and Chiefs, so whoever kind of wants to kick this one off, go ahead and kick it off. I'll go. This one um, is tough to look at. like without using my like emotion because I really want Miami to win this game. Um, but Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs playoff record says otherwise, as, as well as the fact they're playing at Arrowhead in what people are saying is going to be freezing cold weather and the Dolphins come from uh, like a, a warm climate. This is all pretty, pretty well-known 
um, just facts for this game. I think the line is Dolphins plus four and a half or five at this point. Um, So, I mean, I should pick the Chiefs, but I'm picking the Dolphins. I think Tua has a really good game. I think Tyreek Hill burns his ex-team, and I just think it's a good story. And this was not never the year for the Chiefs. I think people are pretty much um, in agreement on that. Like, they don't look like the Chiefs of last year. And actually, I'm seeing right now one degree. Uh, it would be one degrees out at the time of the game. So, uh, yeah, this is completely emotional, but the Dolphins are going to win that game. What do you guys think? Yeah, so from my standpoint, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs just because I feel like you're insane not to, like, just bet on Patrick Mahomes. He's going to figure out a way to do it. And I think it's going to be one of those very clunky games, and it's a – it's a very touchdown predictable score, but I think Kansas City is going to win 21-14. But it's going to be one of those games that still comes up to the wire. Um, I think at the end of the day, the Dolphins have too many injuries on defense. Bradley Chubb, Phillips, both out, defensive end. You're asking guys to go in there and fill in that normally go for – like running game or something and switch them into passing game. So I think that's going to impact the game a little bit. Um, I think Van Ginkle, I think their middle linebacker is also out too. So I just think the Dolphins have an unfortunate series of injuries that are going to lead them to their downfall in the playoffs. Kansas City is too experienced. Miami isn't experienced enough. They're dealing with too many injuries. The Chiefs are dealing with their own problems when it comes to just kind of getting their offense going. But also, the underrated part of their team this year is their defense. Their defense is very good. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll kind of pull something out. I think Raheem Mostert is also out. Jalen Waddle, I think, is playing. I'm not positive on that. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, Raheem's questionable. Jalen's questionable. Yeah, Holland, Javon Holland is also questionable. Yeah, so I mean, questionable or not, you're playing in a playoff game. You're playing in pretty much zero degree temperatures. You're most or your waddle. Of course, you have the NFL. You have the best, I guess, medics, injury, whatever you want to call them on the sideline. I I don't think that's going to be enough to overcome what the Chiefs are going to be prepared to do. So, Chiefs for me. I think that the Chiefs are going to handle Miami, honestly. I think it's totally dependent on the Chiefs receiving core on whether the game is like 17 to 3 versus maybe like 35 to 7. I just don't I don't see Miami going from warm tropical humid Miami Miami to dry windy possibly wet Kansas City and pulling out any sort of even points just I think their offense has been very timing based and we saw when they played Baltimore that as soon as they got that timing thrown off it was just it was either turnover or it was it was a three and out I just don't think the offense performs well when they're not able to use that timing and now they're 
without Jalen Waddle, possibly. Tyreek Hill is he's banged up. I know he's mostly healthy, but he's still he had an injury. No Raheem Mostert. So you're you're without some of your primary weapons. And I Tua still hasn't shown to me that he can throw a consistent deep ball when there's no time. Like he hasn't shown that he can be a quarterback when everything isn't aligned perfectly. And I think going into Arrowhead in that situation presents all the options that he's going to have to like combat that day. So if, if they do, I think it tells a lot about him, but I I just don't see it happening. I think that Kansas city handles it pretty soundly. So I was ready to come into this and pick Miami. I was, um, and, and to BJ's point, like, it's, it's really hard to pick against Patrick Mahomes to pick against Andy Reid. I love those guys. Um, and that, that playoff experience is going to show. And then obviously Arrowhead is its own kind of home field, not to mention the weather and how drastic of a change that is for Miami, but it's been what it's been over a month since Miami's actually looked good and what teams are we talking about? Right. I mean, the, the jets, it was 30. Oh, but even then that was a largely a benefit of the field position and where the defense put them. They folded that game against Tennessee when they were up like 14 plus points with like three or four minutes left to go. Uh, the Cowboys was a close one. And even that was, you could, you could almost just as easily pin that on the Cowboys losing that game. Um, they, they folded to the bills, uh, again, the jets and then the commanders was a 45, 15. So like the dolphins haven't looked good in over a month. And now you're asking them to figure that out and move into, uh, a drastically different climate. And I love Mike McDaniel. Um, I think two is on the way up. I think Tyreek is a great addition to help him to carry him along, along with Waddle. Um, but, you know, when we talk about the injuries, we talk about the weather, we talk about, yeah, this last month, month and a half of football for the Dolphins. Um, I don't see them going into a playoff heavy experience, Kansas City, and pulling one out. Not this year. And, you know, and that's not to say the Chiefs haven't had their struggles. We've obviously watched the Chiefs struggle heavily. Um, and, you know, much of that coming down to the receiving core. But I think they will find a way to win this weekend. Um, that'll be Kansas City coming out and facing what would be, what would they end up with? Well, Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh wins or the Browns, if they win. But I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll take Kansas City. I'll take Kansas City in this one. Yeah, no, I, I kind of broke down all the all the things. But I mean, at the end of the day, when you come to the Chiefs, like I said, it's hard to bet against him with Patrick Mahomes because every year in the playoffs, that dude shows out and you just kind of kind of prepare for it. But with that, we'll go ahead and move on to Steelers and Bills. And I'll kick this one off. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like it seems very weird to label a defensive player as important as he is but the fact that Watt is out completely changed my complexion of this entire game because if Watt's in for some reason I feel like I have like a more 
like I have a bigger confidence in the Steelers being able to upset the Bills. But without Watt, I just I feel like the Bills are just gonna kind of run away with this, and this is just kind of a formality game. And I hate saying that, but at the same time, it also grows to how important TJ Watt is to the Steelers. Um, the Buffalo Bills offensive line isn't that great. And if you have pretty much the best defensive line player in the NFL, arguably, whoever you want to argue, up to your choice, but he is one of the best defensive players in the league. He's going to be able to cause distractions, problems. And without that, I think the Bills are not going to be able to do whatever they want because I feel like the Bills play to their competition. So I feel like it's still in some way, shape, or form going to be a close game. But at the end of the day, the Bills are going to take it. And... I mean, hey, Steelers fans, you have, what, 17 years of nine-win season, so congrats, good job. But at the end of the day, I think the Bills are going to end up taking this. There's, there's a point fair. when that's not enough, though. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I mean, great, we haven't had a losing season in over in almost two decades, but, you know, we haven't been playoff relevant, and I'm saying we from their standpoint, obviously. I don't want to associate myself with Steelers fans. I can be friends with a few of them. Oh, I'm not gonna. Oh, are we, are we talking to Caleb? Well, you know, I didn't want to say names. I, you know, I didn't want to throw them out there <laughs> like that. Like, you know, it was gonna be one of those. You know who I'm talking to. You know who you are out there. But, but since BJ's out here putting our guy's name on the air, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Caleb, look, it's nothing personal, bud. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure there's only so many times you can say, well, yeah, Tomlin, Tomlin hasn't had a losing season. You know, ever had a losing season? Yeah, but I'm sure fans and management are starting to be like, all right, but there's only so much you can do with that. We need playoff success again. You know, especially as a historically great team, we need to be relevant again. Um, And, and, you know, that doesn't – it's hard to put that all on Mike Tomlin, um, given the different scenarios he's had to work with and situations he's had. But to get back to the point, BJ, I think you hit it right on the head. TJ Watt is monumental to this team. Um, and T.J. Watt is a reason they've been in so many of the games that they have been in. And, you know, I, that to a greater extension, the defense as a whole is why they've been in the games that they've been in, because it clearly hasn't been the offense, Canada or not. Um, that said, Mason Rudolph has done his thing for the last three games or so. Um, so to, not to discredit there, but T.J. Watt not being in this game is uh, – makes all the difference because he is one of those few non-quarterback real elite game changers. He is one of those guys you have to form a, a game plan around because if you don't, he will cause he will cause havoc all day. And if you let TJ Watt get into Josh Allen's face five, seven, 12 times a game, Josh Allen's going to force something and we might see a revert, like a reversion back to, that turnover heavy Josh Allen that we saw in the first half of the season and that we've seen over the last few seasons um, where he seems to have taken a step back. So I think that gives him a lot more comfortability in the pocket and allows him to still escape the pocket and make plays um, without the likes of TJ Watt uh, chasing him down. Now, I don't know the status of Cameron Hayward. Um, I figured since you hadn't said anything, he should be active. 
Uh, so, like, this defense still has an opportunity to make plays, and I think they still will. Um, but, yeah, having having a guy um, as dynamic as T.J. Watt not in the game, I think it might start off a little slow, but I think the Bills will find their stride, and they'll pull away in the second half. Yeah, I, I agree. I just I can't I can't see Buffalo or excuse me, Pittsburgh coming out with a win. I do think it'll be it'll be an interesting game. I think it's it's kind of a chance for Buffalo to kind of start fresh. Like this is the perfect game for you to say, Okay, now we're in playoff mode. Now let's see if we can get something rolling. You came off with kind of a garbage win against Miami, like it meant the world, but it was super, super ugly. So now you kinda of have a chance against the team that isn't missing it's missing all some of its you know like major guys and it gives you the opportunity to go in you know a deep playoff run where you could be like hey we shouldn't have been forgotten all this time so i do think it's a big opportunity for for buffalo to get a huge win um unfortunately i don't think Pittsburgh will play well really at all i think they'll come prepared mike tomlin is, is a great coach but i i don't have a lot of faith in them playing phenomenal i think they'll play an average average game in Buffalo probably pull it out by two scores. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement on this one. Uh, I think this is the easiest one to predict. In my opinion, 10-point spread in Buffalo. Buffalo has been on a roll. I just don't see Pittsburgh winning just because their offense is pretty inept. Um, they, they had some sparks like with the run game against Cincinnati a few weeks ago. Uh, I just – it's – it's not in the cards for them this year. I don't think – I think they're probably the worst team that's actually in the playoffs. Uh, I'm most interested, honestly, in the state of Mike Tomlin after this game. You see this past past few days, a lot of notable coaches getting moved out or fired. Um, it's hard to see that in Pittsburgh. Uh, they have, like, a very solid foundation in all of his success. But as you guys mentioned, how far can that nine and eight, ten and seven type season actually uh, get you in the long run? Uh, especially if you don't have a quarterback right now, which they ha- they're on their, I guess, third string um, in Mason Rudolph. So definitely going with Buffalo there. And then uh, 4.30 p.m. on Sunday, we got Packers at Cowboys. Um, I definitely think this is going to be uh I think people are probably pretty mixed on this um or maybe I'm mistaken but I think people are pretty optimistic about the Packers right now um and Dallas is a team that people think are frauds I I, I do think that Dallas takes care of business in this game um at home coming off like a strong end to the season. And I think Dak plays really well. There's just like them at home is, is something that is hard to, to bet against. Um, I'm taking Dallas. I think it'll be probably a two score game, maybe 10 points uh, over, over green Bay. So I'm going to jump in because I want Zay to kind of give – so we're going to go me and then Trey. I want Zay to kind of finish it off. But I'm going to pull for my guy. I'm going to pull for the Packers. 
Let's go. Let's get Jordan Love some TDs. Let's uh, let's get the defense back in rhythm. I'm gonna go Packers. Twenty-eight to twenty-three, and then that's that's my extent of it. I hope the Packers win. I hate the Cowboys. There's absolutely no personal preference in this. Of course, there is, but <laughs> go Packers. Trey, kick it off. We'll finish up with Zay on this one. It's so it's so tempting to lean your way and just say. The Packers, you know, the Packers pull it out just because I I have spite for the Packers. I mean, not the Packers, the Cowboys. Um, I will say it, it's tough. It's tough leaning with them. I believe they'll choke. I find it hard to believe they'll choke this bad this early. Um, so I'm still picking with my head. I'm picking the Cowboys. If I'm picking with my heart, I'm picking the Packers. But officially for the record, I'll say the Cowboys um, just because I think they'll – I can hear their fans already saying, see, see, we made it out of the first round. We're we're on our way. NFC Championship, here we come. Like, I I already hear that noise. Um, So I do expect them to to handle business because they will be home after all, you know. Um, But, yeah, I'll pick – Cowboys, and I'll say it's something like 27-13, actually. Fair enough. All right, Zay, oh. give us your manifesto, brother. Um, I actually think that this is the perfect storm for Dallas. I think that Green Bay going into Dallas could be the perfect situation and setup for Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott to keep their jobs moving forward. And I also think that this game would be a big tell on whether or not Dallas is good enough to win the Super Bowl this year. I think that history would bet on the Packers. I just think we've handled business. Matt LaFleur, I don't think, has lost to Dallas since he's been the head coach, which, I mean, is only 3-0, and but that's something. 4-0. Um, yeah, I don't I, – I think it's an all-or-nothing game. I think it could be a blowout, similar to what Trey was saying, where it's, it could be like a, a 30 type to a teens type. But I also think if Green Bay pulls it out, I think that Dallas, it's just, it's hell in Dallas. I think that hell freezes over and Dallas just goes into a complete spiral. And I would love to see Green Bay win. But I do think that Dallas this year, especially coming off that win last year, the way they lost to Washington. Um, last year and then, go, you know, getting the win this this past week against Washington, I think it was huge. And I think if they can use that to roll into this Green Bay game, it would be a huge sort of trampoline to just, like, get them through the playoffs, especially looking at the other teams. The really only threat, unless Philadelphia comes and does the same thing and just outplays the Buccaneers, then I think that the 49ers are the only thing standing in their way of the Dallas at least getting to the Super Bowl. All right, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed. I really thought we were going to be even Steven on that, two and two. But, hey, I guess I'll be the lone Packer fan, whatever. Hey, cheese that for life. So I'm noticing that Zay is the only one that picks with his head pretty consistently as opposed to his heart. I was completely out of emotion. Like, out of that, I was like, I just want to see Dallas lose. That's all I want to see. 
Yeah, I think we've all picked we've all picked one game emotionally except for Zay. Uh, but I actually <laughs> agree. I agree with everything you said, Zay, in that it would be like the bottom of the barrel uh, if they lose. And then, um, yeah, it, it's like they should be they should make at least the NFC Championship wow. in the NFC. Yeah, there, there's, there's always what the smart pick is. And what your heart wants. You got to decide between those two. It's tough, man. Yeah. But with that going in, actually, I think, in my opinion, this is the game I'm actually most excited about. Rams and Lions. So. Yeah. Who wants to kick us off with that? I'll go. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, Trey. Um yeah, this one, uh, I've been trying to do, like, in, in looking at these games, just, like, not overthinking it, um, or just, like, first first thing, like, your, your hunch, um, your initial feeling. And my initial feeling is that the Rams win this game. Uh, great storylines in this one. The Lions, like having their best season in a very long time, and and taking the the three seed um, at home, but I think that the Rams are more explosive, and it's gonna be probably a shootout. And in these types of games, Sean McVay usually has his offense firing in all cylinders, um, taking. That's taking the emotion out of it. If you if you look at uh, it through an emotional lens, it's Stafford going against his old team where he probably played like two or so playoff games. Now he's in L.A. where he's won the Super Bowl. He's been there more recently than, than Detroit. Um, I think the Rams, they're not playing their best. They sat their starters last week. Uh, got the win against San Fran the week before they played the Giants. Didn't play great, but um, they've played some tough teams really well this year, um, including the Ravens, and, and they beat the Seahawks twice. Uh, my hunch is is that LA wins this, and I wish uh, for like Detroit that that I felt differently, but I I think uh, the Rams win this one. Yeah, I absolutely have the same feeling you do. <laughs> I really hope, excuse me, <clears throat> I really hope that Detroit wins this for the sake of Detroit. I feel like they've climbed out of the gutter where they're always the bottom feeder. And I love Campbell. I love Goff. I love what they're doing there. I love the entire narrative of like the whole trade that happened between the Rams and Detroit. And now Stafford's coming back to Detroit and he's potentially going to rip their hearts out. And I think that's, what's going to happen. I have, this as my prediction as LA is going to win the game and it's going to really suck for lions fans. But at the end of the day, you won the division. You won the division for the first time since, I think, 1993. Don't quote me on that, please. But I'm pretty sure that's the last time they won the division. And I'm going to go with L.A., like I said. 
Stafford is going to come into Detroit. He's going to put up a bomb game. It's a dome game. There's no weather affected by it. It's just pure, in my opinion, defensively, they're the same. And then, so essentially, it's just Stafford versus Goff. Who's going to do what? And I think Stafford's going to come out on top. They have the more experience. They have the more experienced coach. Um, like I said, I really hope Detroit wins this game, but this will be the opposite of the last game I picked. I'll go with LA based off of my brain instead of my heart, like Green Bay, like the rest of you unfaithful Green Bay fans say. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and hit up uh, LA on that one. I would probably roll in the same same way. I just I I like Detroit. I really like Dan Campbell as a coach, despite you know him being a division rival. I do like Dan Campbell. I don't really love Jared Goff in that situation where he's got all this pressure to go and beat his old team. I like Matt Stafford in that position a lot more. And there is this little part of me that's like, I wouldn't be surprised to see Detroit fans go, man, we don't want him to beat us. But if anybody's going to beat us, I would rather it be Matt Stafford. Kind of that love that Detroit had for Matt Stafford because they were so horrible for, you know, the 10 to 15 years before he got there. To now, you know, to be in that situation. And now they're finally back. And the first person they play in the playoffs is Matt Stafford. I do think there is a little inkling of like, we, you know, we do want to see him successful despite him playing us. So I just, I think the Rams are, they're playing really well. I think they played better in the second half of the season. And after the Dallas Detroit game, where Dan Campbell kind of, in my opinion, acted slightly immature and calling, you know, what was it, three, two-point conversions in a row as they're getting moved back. I didn't love that call. And there is like, there's that fear that Dan Campbell's pride is going to get in the way and stop them from winning this game. Yeah. At at some point in time, you have to stop thinking of the game as a player when you're playing it and what you want the coach to do and think about it as like, Hey, I'm the coach. This is what we should do. Yeah. So I completely get that. But what are your thoughts, Trey? I guess I'll be that guy. Um, do it! Do it! Picking the Lions. Picking the Lions and seeing all this. And that has nothing to do with the 2018 NFC Championship and how the Rams undeservedly got their ticket pushed to the Super Bowl with the Saints. Um, nothing to do with right. that at all. No, the, the Rams have been playing uh, pretty out of their mind these last several weeks um, and have earned their spot here. I and part of it it could it could be that my my stepmom is rubbing off on me being you know a Detroit native herself, um, and just having these last two years, um, just walk through this living room and hearing, you know the ups and downs of of Lions fanhood, um, but the just the grit that Detroit has shown, coming from last year you know and just to be in this position that they're in, you know, last year you started to see the the beginnings of a franchise start to find itself into relevancy again. And I think that they did a great job of building on that this year and, and you know, winning the division, even though, you know, it's not necessarily the strongest division out there. Um, but I think they clearly have weaknesses. And, you know, to you guys' point, I do like Matt Stafford in this situation better. Um, I think he will ultimately outplay Jared Goff. 
But that said, you know, Jared Goff doesn't have to go out there and be something he isn't, um, right? Like, you know, Cam Newton talked a lot about it recently as far as game managers versus game changers. Jared Goff just needs to be a game manager, right? Um, and, and allow that defense and allow that run game to be largely what he leans on. Now, both quarterbacks are missing some notable targets for themselves, like Stafford's missing Higby, or at least he's questionable as of right now, and the same for Laporta when it comes to golf. So I think those will make a difference and probably more so a bit for golf than, than Stafford. Um, but my heart and my head are telling me to go with the Detroit Lions who've, you know, scraped their way back to, to relevancy. And I don't think they're going to go quietly just yet. So I'm taking, I'm taking the Lions in this one. All right. So we'll kind of pivot into what I think is the most undecided pick of the week. Eagles and Bucks, Monday night. Um, I'll go ahead and kick it off to whoever wants to start off. But like I said, this game to me, obviously it seems like a slam dunk for the Eagles, but who knows? Bucks might put up a fight, and they could very easily take him down. So kick it off, guys. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably like kind of up in the air in terms of the public's perception of this game. But I think the Eagles get back on track uh, Monday night. It's probably going to be like close at first, and then I think the Eagles pull away towards the end. Um, They just have more to work with in terms of, uh, I think, talent across the board. Though, even when I say that, I think about all the players the Bucs do have on offense and defense, the same foundation that won them the Super Bowl and brought them back to the playoffs the past three years. Um, But I just think there's there's firepower that the Eagles work with through Jalen Hurts um and the run game most of the year and i think you know their d line plays really well in this game <clears throat> kind of gets to baker and i think the o line protects well for jalen and and he can get the ball to to aj brown even though he's banged up um and there's been some turmoil the past few weeks i just don't think they they take a first round exit here uh you know playing in tampa probably good weather they can throw the ball, and everyone can move pretty well. So I, I'd say uh, Eagles probably win this one, like thirty to seventeen. I am going to go with my horns here instead of my head, and I will go. Right. I, the reason I I like want Tampa to win is because I don't think I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. I know he went to the Super Bowl last year. But they made it all the way there. He played great, to his credit. But he didn't, at any point last season or this season, give me a performance where I'm like, man, he is a great quarterback, a great thrower of the football. And I think that's been Lamar's holdup this whole time, is can he be a great thrower of the football? And I think this season is the first season that he's really proved it, but it took a new offensive coordinator to do so. And last season, you know, they lost their OC and their DC coming into this season. and now. They're in a position where even Nick Sirianni's job is even on, you know, it's like on the chopping block, surprisingly, despite going to the 
So I almost see it as an opportunity for Tampa and Baker Mayfield really to say, hey, I can be a starting quarterback in this league, but Tampa to go, we're not quite done yet, and maybe we can make some moves in the offseason that put us in the driver's seat next year. And I also think that I think the Super Bowl hangover has been a real thing for Philly. I just don't think they've played well, even in the games that they've won this season. They've had a lot of close games that they've won. They, they remind me of Oakland before they were Vegas. Oakland, whenever they first got Derek Carr, and they went like 11-5, and five, but they had like 10 fourth-quarter comebacks, and they you know like 12 of their games were decided by one score, and they get to the playoffs and they lose in the first round. It was just like that was, that was kind of pathetic. And I think that's kind of what Philly is this year, where it's just it's kind of that team that, while everybody wants to root for them, and I think, you know, like you said, Matt, like it's hard to pick against them because of the team and the quality that they have. But I just wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see them go to go down to Tampa with a big head, think that they've got it secured and then go and get you know, lose thirty five to thirty one in like an offensive shootout between Baker throwing the ball and Philly tush pushing their way all the way up the field. Yeah, um, so, yeah, Baker Baker has lit a fire under this Bucks team. I don't think anyone can deny that. Um, they've been playing above expectations for the last several weeks um, and have really, you know, cemented themselves as a team that looks like they deserve to be in the playoffs. You know, I can't say that about the Saints. So, he's really gotten them into a position where there, there shouldn't be any like, Oh, this is, Oh, it's a fluke. Like, you know, they don't belong here. They're, you know, they just got here by the circumstances of everyone else, everything falling into place. Like, no, the bucks have played their asses off to be in the position that they're in. And Philly has looked faky for the second half of the season. Um, Even in games where they win, you know, it's still, there's still a lot of question marks. Um, and, you know, a good degree of that can likely be chalked up to, as they said, you know, losing two of your coordinators. Um, and another thing being, I tend to agree with you, I think I, I think Hertz is a good quarterback, and I think he will continue to be a good to great quarterback, not necessarily elite. Um, I do, I have, I closer put him in that balance of a game manager than a game changer, if we're, we're talking about those kind of terms. Um but that's again, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, right? You know, do your job, do your job to the best of your ability, and we can win games. And I think if they, you know, find and, and stick to that identity of running the ball, leaning heavy on the run game, um, and Jalen Hurts making the throws that he needs to to your playmakers between Smith and, and AJ Brown, and then getting Dallas Goddard involved, I think that this should be a game where they come out in a 31 17 type game, but could just as easily be. Uh, 31-28 kind of game because Tampa Bay, I don't think, is going to be one that lays down, even if they go down multiple scores. So um, it's it definitely can be looked at as a trap game for Philly, and they need to come in, you know, fully ready to handle business, not looking ahead because <laughs> Tampa Bay will be a team that will beat you um, if you're not completely focused. So I give it to Philly. Um and it is their game to lose, but it is certainly losable for them with how Tampa Bay has been playing. I just wanted to add one thing, if I could, DJ. Go for it, man. 
I uh, I was just thinking, and with Bill Belichick not being the coach, I almost would see this as an opportunity for Philly to get Bill Belichick and get Nick Sirianni out. And the reason I bring that up is because we saw Brady, right, over the stretch of 20 years, be a game manager. Like, at no point was Brady really the best quarterback from the quarterback, you know, what a quarterback, like a Patrick Mahomes, where he's just got this unbelievable arm ability, and he just game changer versus game manager. To me, Tom Brady was always a glorified game manager, and he was the best at it. And then he got put in the situation where he's with Bill Belichick, and they spent 20 years just you know, ripping them off. They brought back the slot receiver, this, you know, two tight end set where they dominated with, you know, uh, Aaron and um, I'm blanking. Sorry. How are you drunk? Probably the best tight end ever. Um, <laughs> not to take away Tom Brady's greatness, because I do think he's the best. He is the best ever. But I do think that, Philly could see this as an opportunity to go get Belichick because if Belichick can come in and do what he did with Brady with Jalen Hurts, who I think has that same like level-headedness, game control, and just he's always ready, I think that that would actually greatly benefit. Losing would actually benefit them. Yeah, taking them a step. I, yeah, I don't like open up a path forward. Go ahead. I also don't like Sirianni as a Giants fan. He's uh carries himself kind of obnoxiously and arrogantly um probably a product of all of the talent that he had in those two like really good coordinators that that departed after last season so i mean yeah it's a philly culture uh but yeah that that would be interesting and he's got a bunch of landing spots belichick i'm talking about in terms of uh next year so that would be that would be uh I would hate that for the Giants if he ended up there because yeah he knows how to win with a with a game mm. manager like you said but uh, to BJ now last I'm sorry last insert yeah go BJ is just make that let's make that that'll be a, that could be a change my mind topic later um, Tom Brady is the ultimate glorified game manager not a game changer. That could be what we have a discussion about. <laughs> I was like literally when Zay was talking, I, I think Trey saw because he started smirking and laughing <laughs> because I sat back in my chair and I was like, all right, bro, we can argue about this all day. I'm <laughs> all for it. So we are definitely going to set that up as a topic, especially once football yeah. winds down. Got a little bit less to talk about, but I'm down to sit there and argue that all day and night. But with that being said, when it comes to this Eagles Bucks game, it's I mean, it's kind of piggybacking off of kind of what all three of you said in the mixture. I think that Nick Sirianni isn't a great coach. I don't really like him as the Eagles coach. I think that if you look at both of his coordinators who left to go to different teams, they both overperformed. I know the Cardinals, obviously, look at their record. They didn't do that great. But if you look at what he had to deal with, he was obvious. He, he's a good coach. Uh, and uh, he came back and beat the Eagles. 35-31, which I think somebody had that prediction for this game, which I thought was ironic. But I, I think the Eagles are broken. I don't think they're as great as everybody thought they were. And I was thinking this as much as last year. If the 49ers didn't have 
both of their quarterbacks go out with pretty much game-ending injuries. I'm fully confident that the 49ers would have been in the Super Bowl instead of the Eagles last year. And I don't think that they can do what – I don't think they can replicate what they did last year. I think they have a little bit more film. People are kind of figuring them out. So I'm rocking with Tampa Bay in this one. So I think I'm going to go with Zay. I mean, Tampa Bay, I think it's going to be one of those, like, ugly, low-scoring games. But if you look at most of the Philly games for the entire year, their offense really hasn't put up many points in most of these games that have happened this year. Last year, I think they were averaging what uh, three and a half, four touchdowns, however you want to kind of calculate that. This year, they're getting like a touchdown a game, and they're figuring out a way to do it on the other end. So if their defense doesn't show up, which it's the playoffs, they're going to show up. But that's why I also think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to be kind of like one of those 17, 13, 17, 14 games that Tampa Bay is going to pull out at the very end. So we'll kind of go with that. And I've I've noted down what everybody has picked. So for our next episode, we're going to, going to kind of go through and see, hey, who actually was the best uh, playoff predictor? And we'll kind of go from there. And uh, I'll be excited to see how much I win by. Okay, we'll go with that. Got to be a little cocky, you know what I mean? But uh, I will say this. Zay is definitely the one who picked most of his head. And Go Dolphins, though. We need the Dolphins. <laughs> that would be so sick if I got the one emotional pick correct. Hey, hey, it'd be sick if I got the, my emotional picks correct, too. So yes. We'll, yes. we'll see what happens Across with that next week. But we'll... See how these games unfold this week, this weekend, and kind of go from there. So there's a game on Monday night, so we'll probably jump back in on Tuesday or Wednesday. But thank you guys for everybody who came. And uh, hey, Zay, Matt, hope you guys have a good night. I think Trey just had to dip out, but uh, awesome episode, guys. Talk to you guys later. Yeah, yeah good, good stuff, guys. Welcome back.